Listen to subscribe to the Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome everybody to the Table of Truth. This is your man Cam. With me, as always, is New Year, New Do Cam Two, <laughs> as well as. The Chobani yogurt eaten massacre, master of deception and destruction, known as Josh. <laughs> I gotta give it to you, Josh. You you stepped up the uh, the moniker game. This twenty twenty think about it. I had time yeah. to think about it. Yeah, I was laughing. Someone's like, "Okay, how come we never do monikers?" I'm like, "Oh, I I, I intro just so I don't have to." <laughs> Boo! Now you have to do one. See, you messed it up. <laughs> Um, yeah, guys. Happy New Year's, dude. Yay! You see how he sidestepped the, the moniker thing? Yeah. You see? As you guys can tell, I am a master of my craft, and it's called Segways. We we yeah. did notice that, yes. <laughs> is it a new year, or is it still a continuation of 2020? Hey, hey, hey. No. You know what? I'm going to actually say it is a new year, because my birthday just passed last week so that for me that signifies the turning of the year whether whatever's going on so yes Wait, i want to say it's a new year you, okay so you you tweeted something and said uh welcoming middle age i was like you just got to 41 cam like <laughs> well so i said this right because i looked it up so the uh the american average age our, our lifespan is actually 78.9 or something like that so technically we're middle aged and then I looked at black men. That's even worse. We're like 76 or 75. <laughs> yeah, I so, refuse. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> so that's why I was like, you know, I'm a roundup. And I'm like, okay, now it's around middle age. But yeah, I had to look that up because I was saying that at first. And I was like, wait, what actually is middle age? And yeah, the life expectancy of an American is like 78.9 or something like that. And then uh, supposedly black men is like, like a couple years before that, like 74 or something like that, or 75 or some shit. Well, I'm going to so, yeah. denounce my my nationality to live longer. <laughs> Trying to live to 100. Basically, that's the goal. That's the, the old standard. No, nah, it was good, man. I, I mean, literally, I woke up, took a walk, did like a three, three and a half miles, did some stretching, got some coffee, you know, just kind of chilled out. It was good. It was like a good, it was just like a good chill birthday. And then <clears throat> the next day, me and my girl went to uh, Temecula Wine Company, Wine Country, Picked up some some of our bottles from the wine club and then some cheese. And then one of the wine clubs just has like an outdoor setting. So they said you can just come out, you know, your social distancing. Like most of the wineries are closed. So you can't really do much, but they'll, they'll allow you just to like uncork and just chill. So, yeah, it was a nice day. Just kind of hung out. So it was good. How was your New Year's, Josh? Um, it was quiet. I chilled at home. Um, didn't really didn't really do much. Um, watch TV. Yeah, that was it. I think I just watched television, cooked a little bit, kept it quiet. What about you? Did you guys, did you guys actually watch the countdown? Like an actual countdown, quote unquote? Uh, <laughs> yes, but my, mine is like way behind because I, I stream on my television. So like 12.04. I ordered Chinese food earlier in the day and went to bed at 8.30. And then wake up to the next day. Nice. <laughs> so if the world would have ended, I would have slept through it. <laughs> so um, always good. This is the first New Year's 
probably in a long while that I don't remember the countdown or care to stay up for the countdown because um, of just the year we just had last year and just a little bit older and different responsibility and I needed to catch up on sleep um, for obvious reasons. But the thing is, it's just, I didn't, this is the year I just didn't care. I was like, look, if something's going to happen to the world, I don't have to pay my loans back. If not, <laughs> I'm glad I'm still living to enjoy another revolution around the sun and whatnot. Um, but I just had no interest in the countdown. I felt like there shouldn't even, there should have just been a digital, hey, we're live from the studio about the countdown, fake audience, like we have a fake audience in sports, but I hear people were gathering for the countdown. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, there's no. <laughs> yep, pretty much, dude. I mean, I think it was funny because the, um, what was it? Yeah, some of them, I didn't watch any of the, the, the live stuff. I just saw clips, but then, yeah, it was just weird because some of the anchors would just be in the office and they're just like talking to each other or like, you know, Zoom calling in random people to talk. So it wasn't really like a thing. It did remind me kind of um, of, 99 to 2000 when everyone was kind of like on edge a little bit about the year. <laughs> yeah. For like, no I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> for no reason. Um, the crazy thing is too, like I, I say this every year um, after day five, we don't say happy new year. And the only reason we're saying happy new year is because this is the first time the crew has got together since the beginning of the new year. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I see somebody in person and they tell me happy new year on January, what's today? The, I don't even know what date it is. January 15th. It, yeah. it, it, we're past Happy New Year. It's just like, good morning. Hello. How you doing? You don't have to give me the Happy New Year. Hey, I'm a grumpy old man. So be it. But like five days, we have a, we have that buffer to say Happy New Year. After that, cut the bullshit. <laughs> just greet me in one point. People are just trying to be They're just trying to be nice. Have some you know positivity. what I mean? It's a salutation. Tell me salutation. Oh, tell me happy new year. Ain't nothing new about the year anymore. It's day 15. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. We're 15 days into the new year. It's it's old now. Especially after we what we experienced in 2020, we were getting hit with something new a mile a minute. So well, yeah. that hasn't no, exactly no. stopped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, exactly. And I, I you know what's crazy is like um even with um where someone was we're talking about sports, because sports are starting to come 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 back in, like basketball was coming football was still rolling but like i almost i don't even remember it like it felt like a like two seconds between the last nba season and a new one because it just i didn't even I don't, I don't even feel like there was a break like since everything just keeps rolling i don't even know where like seasons are anymore i don't have like like when things are stopping like mm-hmm. and then you know i live in southern california now so we don't really have like a real traditional like like winter anymore so it's like I mean, it, it's like everything kind of just melds together Um, I mean, I think that's everybody everywhere. It's just, it, 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 and it doesn't matter. Like the the seasons changing that hasn't, like, okay, so I'm in New York. The seasons change. I can't tell you. I, I I have to think really hard about what day of the week it is. But the only reason I know it's January is because it just happened and it's New Year's. Other than that, I like time is just it is is. Is just a fluid concept at this point. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. <laughs> Basically. Somebody be like, what day it is? I'm like, huh? Mm. Uh, it is day? December 38th. Uh, <laughs> like, it's, it's December 65th. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Oh, man. Time yeah. is a lost concept. But yeah, we're here. 
Table of Truth is back for another season. Um, we did very well last year, uh, episode a month, or maybe two episodes per month. We were yeah, I think we consistent. Give ourselves a round of applause. Yeah, man, we did like maybe. yeah, I think we did like 15 episodes, I think, last year, if I'm not, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, stepped up, stepped up. We beat the year, we beat the year. The art, uh, if there is a New Year's resolution for the Table of Truth, is to bring more content to the masses who still follow us and stay true to us. True that. Uh, Thank you for following us. Yes, exactly. So we appreciate you. Round of applause to the audience that still follows us. Um, We'll we'll still keep the the once a month main show, but we're going to have some new stuff coming up pretty soon um, in the works. Still got a gaming pod, still got Couple like small interviews with some dope folks here and there. Um, but stay tuned. Pod. Sports pod, yeah. And then also too, like I said, we're trying to trying to branch out. Maybe we'll try to do a live show sometime sometime in the future, so folks could be kind of hop on, ask us questions live, and whether we do it on uh, Facebook or Twitch or something like that. I think that's that's something that's going to come out in the future, which I think will be fun. See the um, face that was made for radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be the fun. I mean, that and like. Um, you know, yeah, like you said, a little bit more, you know, some more topic, topic heavy, uh, like one topic type of pods, like we're like either reviewing like shows or, you know, um, we still had to do a show about just like what we binge. We could probably do one, just what we binge in 2020. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. easily a 90 minute show. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I definitely want to do. So like, you know, we'll, no matter what, once we'll do it once a month, but then in, in between, we'll try to drop in some, some, some more, uh, some more like you know very specific type stuff and i think that'll be fun but in the meantime (laughs) well that was your segue go 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 in the meantime we had a uh a uh an interesting party of sorts but uh... what do you mean cameron (laughs) apparently apparently well, we had the the white version of Nat Turner's Revenge, the <laughs> the 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 uh, the U.S. allies storming the beaches of Normandy, aka true, true. The, the the Capital Tea Party that happened a few days uh, ago. About to, about to call it a Snapple Tea Party. This shit yeah, let's do it. We're gonna call it from now on. It's the yeah, Snapple I'm very Tea okay Party. With that. Yeah, I'm uh, very okay with that. Yes. What, what's funny is, um, so I actually watched, um. Trump's speech prior to all this craziness like I was cleaning like the, the apartment so I was like oh you know uh, I'll, I'll, I never really pay attention to this dude who's on his, on his way out so I just pressed it let it run in the background so as he's saying his dumb shit that he normally says that he gets to that part where he was kind of like yo we're gonna march down to the Capitol I'm like where is this dude marching this dude don't walk more than fucking 20 feet like he can't go in no, no Capitol and I just didn't pay attention to that and then after I, you know, do my thing, I think I was playing like, um, oh, I was playing Division, Division Two, which is in DC after a catastrophe where you have to fight people in the Capitol building. And Are I turned you? on the TV on the live stream, and yo, these dudes are marching and like trying to break into the Capitol. <laughs> um, I guess if we're going to say where we're at when the white people <laughs> wanted to, really, mm-hmm. um, I was I was sitting, uh, I was at work actually, and. I, I could hear it in the background, but I paid not too much attention to it. And then I went and got lunch, started eating my burrito, and I basically saw what, quote, unquote, an insurrection of the capital of the government of a band of just a rose gallery of people. And 
I laughed that whole day because <laughs> the iron, I mean, obviously I wasn't even mad because I, we, we understand what the game is. We understand what this really is. And, you know, you could compare what happened to Black Lives Matter and all these other protests opposed to this protest of approaching the Capitol and how vastly different it was. And mm-hmm. it was high key comedy to me to see white people, or I would say clan versus clan or white lives versus or all lives versus blue lives go back and forth and knock each other's head off. And unfortunately, um, a few people lost their lives over this. And to be honest, I felt no remorse because like I said, you play dumb games, you get stupid prizes. <laughs> like, what do you think is going to happen when you storm a government building and you get in front of people with guns that are trying to protect this government building, not just any building, the Capitol, and 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 actually fight them? Like, what happens? It's funny to see uh, all lives matter fight blue lives, and blue lives is the people that were trying to protect all lives, and they're yeah. going. I, I, I sat there and just ate my burrito and smirked the whole day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that was, to me, the most interesting. Was, you know, because they're showing the different shots and stuff like that. And, like, you know, it looked like a pretty big, like, quote-unquote rally at first. And then, you know, then there's a break-off and people started to go into the Capitol. But when they started to go to the Capitol, I, I, was, I started laughing. But I'm like, yo, these white people really about to storm the castle? Like, to do what? Like, what are you, what's the whole point? Like, I was just so, I was more confused than anything else. And then when they started to actually, like, get in, and then on uh, Twitter, you could see people were starting to, like, repost folks' videos. And I was like, wait, you guys are storming the castle and then filming yourself doing it at the same time? I was like, that is, if that's not the peak whiteness. <laughs> you know what that is, Cam? <laughs> people mistake that for white privilege. It's actually white power. True. Mm. You know it's actually white power. 100%. There's a great, there's a great, great, great clip of one of the cats. And then the person was interviewing. He's like, yo, man, what'd you just do? He's like, oh, we just stormed the Capitol. He's like, so what are you doing now? He's like, oh, you know, Trump told us to go home. So, cause we won. So I'm about to go home now. And he was like, don't you feel like you might get, you know, arrested or something like that? He's like, no, nah, man, this is what we're doing. This is the whole point we're here for. And it was comedy because the assuredness and his voice and how right he was that like they're like like doing something without any consequence was just like you said kind of like the white power aspect of it because the the majority of these cats were literally doing all this dumb shit they smeared shit in the wall they fucking you know messed up paintings went to people's offices um and this is just the beginning for we can get into later stuff but like and then then after it was quote unquote over they all just was like all right guys let's go home walk down the stairs went back to holiday inn trying to get on their flights to go back home like it was fucking Coachella or some shit like that <laughs> with no like literally had nothing like there was no in their minds they didn't even have a a sense of like oh this maybe is a bad thing or breaking the law like it was nuts to me and it was nuts on one end but at the other part you're not surprised so it was like this weird just kind of like like i don't know i think when i saw one of the bbc uh, reporters reporting on it with the british accent at like the chaos i was like oh shit this is what it feels like when like the british is like you know in asia or africa in and in an insurrection or some shit and then and, like they're reporting from it live or some craziness. I mean, I was um, I, I I was working on something, uh, typing the crap out of something, probably sending emails or whatever. <clears throat> and a friend of mine hit me, and she was like, "Yo, someone." So 
she just, you know, bad turn of phrase, but she said someone just broke into the Capitol building. I was like, I got stuff to do. Clack, 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 clack. And I just kept writing, you know, less, you know, ignoring her, but more just like, these are just silly people being silly. And somewhere in the text conversation, she was like, yeah, they, and I was like, you said a person stormed the Capitol building. Is it a person or multiple people? She was like, you need to turn on your TV right now. And I was like, all right, fine. I click on the TV and it's, you know, this this horde of people on some World War Z <laughs> wave of people, uh, you know, uh, uh, storming the Capitol building and not only storming the Capitol building is one thing, you know, OK, you're fine. Because initially when I when I turned it on, they were just on the steps of the Capitol building. So I was like, ah, you know, whatever. I turned away, kept doing whatever. And then I turn back and they're inside. I'm looking at cameras inside the Capitol building with these with this horde of people that are just, you know, waving themselves into willing themselves into the Capitol building. And I was just like, I, I it was a series of of things that sort of crossed my mind. I, too, like Cam, eventually landed on the smirk because um, I was like, you know, this is, you know, to 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 quote the honorable Malcolm X, this is the chick that's coming home to roost. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they've been fomenting this all this time. And so, you know, I was telling my mom, it's not surprising because they've been, you know, they've been ginning this up all this time. So of course this was the inevitable outcome, but it was still shocking to visually see it happening and to acknowledge it as reality that it was actually happening. Um, and just, you know, uh, I mean, as we say, you know, it, it is, it is the height of white power and white privilege that BLM, you know, to reiterate what Cam, what Cam was just saying, you know, it is the, the, the height of hypocrisy and white power and white privilege to, to have black lives matter protesters peacefully with cameras on them protesting right alongside the white house or blocks away from the right house. I can't even remember where it was and to have them cleared out. So this ass clown can go have a photo op, not even holding the Bible correctly, you know, for something that wasn't on his schedule, his schedule is public. Just so everybody knows his schedule is public. You can see what the president is doing on a daily basis. You know what I mean? And so to have him go out there for this photo op, that even one of the military guys who was with him was like, this is terrible. I, I regret my role in it. I don't even like, I feel disgusting just having been there. You know what I mean? Like you can't tell me that this was not going to be the outcome with all the ginning up that he's been doing with all the, with, with, with all that he's been fomenting. And I think he just has this disconnect from reality. I don't think he really planned for or knew that these people were going to do it, but I'm sure he enjoyed it based on all the, and not just my personal opinion. Like there are multiple inside reports that were like, Oh, he just stood there in his glory watching this whole thing as it unfolded. But I don't, I think there's, there's this, there's there's this cognitive dissonance, dissonance that, that happens with this guy where he doesn't really fully get the full measure or doesn't care about the full measure of things like this when they happen very similar to how when he says all kinds of wild shit 
it just doesn't register for him that this is a bad B not something you should be doing. And more importantly, more than any of those things, see the ramifications and the ripple effect that these things can have. He's, he's the height of, of ignorant, irresponsible. It's just yeah, the, mind blowing. Uh, uh, you know, it's mind blowing. It's not to cut you off camp. Sorry. No, but the, uh, the, I guess the the resistance of the the law enforcement that was there. Oh I, yeah, I've seen better defense trying to ask for gravy <laughs> for my oxtails at the Jamaican spot than I saw. <laughs> like no joke. Like they literally. You ever you guys ever see that meme of that white guy uh, checking people at the door at some function and he just waving his hand around people's body and not yep. really checking them? That's basically yep. what happened at the Capitol building. Also, yeah. side note: Capitol with the O and A has been. Fucking me up all week. Oh yeah, I think it's making a lot of people too. Yep, hundred percent. I couldn't. I, mean, yeah. I think it was the right term until I looked it up, and I was like, okay, I've been saying it incorrectly for a few days and saying it correctly for the last few days. So, but yep. to, no, to I indulge, think that's the thing, dude. Oh, to, right, in, right, right. to indulge my my inner conspiracy theory theorist for a brief moment. Ten foil hats on, folks. Ten foil hats <laughs> on. Yes, yes, yes. Um. There, well, at this point, it's kind of been proven out that there were people that there were a congressmen and b even Capitol Police. I keep saying Capitol Hill. Thank, thank goodness, I didn't say Capitol Police, but Capitol Police who were in on this in some capacity. They haven't really figured out exactly to what extent or how, but like as far back as like so, I think um, Cam, we you and I were talking about this the other day how uh, Representative Mikey Sherrill was talking about how she was in the lobby to the Capitol building and witnessed a congressman walking in people with MAGA hats. And so first off, the Capitol building is closed off, has been closed off since last March due to COVID restrictions. So that's one. Two, this person is ha- is is guiding a tour of the building, which she and she basically came out and said there are faces in the footage that she saw of the insurrection that were in that tour the day before. And so her military training, uh, um, I think she was in the Air Force, if I'm not mistaken, she was in the Air Force helicopter. Yeah, helicopter pack. Yeah, and so she was on some and so she was like, yo, one of the things that they train you on when you're when you uh, have access to uh, secure facilities is to just note anything that's out of place, particularly people and not just any people, but, you know, people who are casing the joint. And she said immediately, whatever antenna she had from her training in the military immediately went up. And she was like, you know, this is problematic. And so she went, she took the, and she heard about the, the threat of people coming to do whatever they were going to do. Obviously we couldn't have imagined that it turned out to be the way it turned out, but she was so alarmed by what she saw that she told her staff to take the day off. Mm. So this wasn't something that nobody knew about that, you know, she, she forwarded her complaint. She forwarded a complaint to the sergeant at arms and basically, you know, it fell on deaf ears. The FBI sent in multiple NYPD sent in multiple notifications up to the day before on some, 
yo, you guys might have something headed your way. All the chatter that we're hearing from the people that are on our watch list, from the people that we're monitoring and snitches that we got on the inside are all telling us this is about to go down. You need to you need to shore up your your, you know, whatever your whatever your security arrangements are. Um, so the fact that they the, the, this whole idea that they didn't know is absolute nonsense. It's completely false. And they've and they've gone on a podium and stood out in front of the American people on some. Oh, there's no way we could have seen this kind this coming. There's just this is this is just wild that has happened the way it did. No, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming and you did nothing. And there are Capitol Hill police, Capitol Police, damn it, who said um, <laughs> the Capitol Police were like, yo, I was posted somewhere. I'm not usually posted or secure uh, or people that are usually multiple officers who are usually posted at these points of ingress or egress, um, you know, key turn points in the building weren't there or they were they were re um they were retasked and re um rescheduled to work other places or not to work at all. There's just so yeah, much man. around that joint, yo, and I yeah. feel again, I, feel, I, I can feel just, I can feel the oh. heat from my tin foil hat <laughs> burning <laughs> up as I say all of this, but these these are this is not stuff that I've gone to seek out or gone to some weird you know, dark web website or whatever. These are congressmen saying all of these things. This is not, you know, random information from, you know, butthole number 12, uh, 1250 on, on, on Facebook. This is, these are people in the know that were there that saw all of these things. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah, No, I think also too, even, you know, even with the FBI, they were kind of like, yo, we knew some of this stuff. So we did a couple precautions, but like per each event that happens in DC, usually there's a briefing to, you know, the Capitol Hill police and all that kind of stuff. Like there's like, Hey, BLM is going to do a a protest. Hey, there's going to be a Muslim yada, 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 this, Hey, there's going to be this type of March for this particular one. They had information. They talked to certain people, but they didn't do an official like, Hey guys, Here's a bunch of shit that you should know prior to tomorrow's like gathering. It mm-hmm. was like just not happened. And then on top of that, they were talking about how like, yeah, the, a lot of the um, um, other police officers. That was the thing that was funny to me was all the FDNY police people from other from like Chicago, Portland, Seattle took the day off to go to the rally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then on some just on some like, yo, I'm going to take the day off, go down to D.C., you know, do some marching. And to be fair. There was there were people that were just rally members. Not everybody was a rioter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not everyone's a bad person. <laughs> but but now you're right though. It, it, that's what they were saying. They're like a. It was either planned and coordinated, or b. It was the greatest failure, uh, uh, national security failure of all time. <laughs> or c. All of the above. I mean, wifey, wifey AOC, shout out to, uh, to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, she, she even said in, in her, in, in, I think it was IG live where she was like, yo, there were congressmen that were with me. There were staffers that were with me at the extraction point when we left the Senate floor that she felt might compromise her safety because they're already QAnon members. They're already QAnon followers, believers, members. I don't know if they have like, you know, membership cards and, you know, coupons or whatever, whatever the hell they have. But Word. there are QAnon members that have been elected to Congress who she felt 
might actually leak her location and put her in danger. The woman said that she actually had a close encounter that she can't get into yet because she's not sure if she's cleared to from from capital security, from capital police. But like, you know, that alone says says speaks volumes to me that there, that there was at least some the potential for some sort of inside uh in inside uh information being doled out yeah i was you know shout out to my brothers the twins they uh they they constantly on 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 facebook uh battling their christian their white christian brothers and sisters about you know just race matters all the time and it was really funny because the uh the responses because they you know they're still young. They still feel the need to battle with people on Facebook. And I, I, I told them I gotta let that shit go. But hey, if you want to do it, waste your time. <laughs> hey, if that's on you, that you want to do that. I, I usually just leave some good gifts, make it funny, and then keep it moving. But it was comedy because like every comment was like it literally had like the 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 QAnon adjacent talking points of like you know justifiable <sighs> anger. You know they had to show these people that the the, the election was stolen, and it was just so funny because you could just sit back and you're just like, wow, I, I'm, I have like a bingo card. I'm just like checking off everyone that you're talking about. But it, I think the the overall thing was yeah, like you know we all know this, but it was it was also kind of like what Cam said. You just kind of stick back and snicker. Because that's why all the memes were so funny. Because all the black people were like, "Oh, oh, where y'all storming the Capitol? That's cool. Oh, no, but it looks like the police can't find their their mace and their rubber bullets. That sucks." <laughs> oh yeah, man. Twitter was <laughs> like it was. Twitter was the best place to be at during the storm yep. between the Battle of Normandy, storming the beaches. Of- <laughs> um, but again, you know, <laughs> it, it was. I thought it was the greatest day in Twitter history <laughs> seeing. <laughs> I literally was laughing. It was just like just comedy at white people not expecting repercussions of a revolution. Without there, if there's no bloodshed in a revolution, it's not really a revolution. And some of them found out the hard way. Like mm-hmm. if you want to, you know, fight oppression, you know, or being oppressed and your rights and quote unquote the battle for civil liberties. Um, you know, this is what happens when you really get down and dirty and really try to go against the opposition, you know. Um, but to me, I, I laughed. I, I smiled at the irony of people getting white people getting maced by blue lives. Uh, uh, some, some, some people wanted to go meet the current president. And fortunately, they met all 43 of the dead presidents. <laughs> you know, so. uh, the other thing, too, I learned new things. Like, did you guys know that there's bear mace? What the hell is bear mace? Never heard of that. Yeah, uh, no. some of the and, and so that was the other thing too. The reason why they were saying, you know, part of it was people being overzealous and like caught, quote unquote caught in the moment. But then there's other huge swaths of coordinated uh, actions, like people are on like walkie talkie apps talking to people, telling people where there was. Like you were talking about that, you know, they were saying that people knew specifically where pre- people's offices were going to. So they were like making a beeline straight to Pelosi's office, straight to freaking AOC's place. Yeah. Straight to, uh, Clyburn the chamber, like. so, so Clyburn has two offices. He, 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 I only know this because he was on air talking about it. But Clyburn has two offices, one that's marked with his name on it, one that absolutely does not have his name on it. They went to the one that was unmarked. And it just so happened he wasn't in there, but they went looking for him in the unmarked office that no one knows is his if you don't work there. My man, <laughs> like, 
you you can't say this wasn't coordinated. You can't say they didn't have inside information. You can't say that they didn't recon this in some way, shape, or form. And the other thing, one other quick note is if you like, I've seen tons and tons and tons of ex-military guys on Twitter on some yo. I don't know if y'all know this, but this was this was like a militarily coordinated offensive this is how we breach places when we're in other countries you know and and we need to run up on somebody you know what i mean like this is how we're taught to breach places so this was this wasn't just you know a bunch of yes there were you know militiamen you know michigan militia nut jobs there but they're also ex-military people who were coordinating this thing and sort of uh sort of gathering people and 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 gathering them up <clears throat> gathering them up into units so that they could go point a to point b you go this way i go that way we should go in waves the first wave goes this way the first the second wave comes in behind us and goes that way this was beyond you know weekend warrior type stuff or even the true believer militia guy <clears throat> who, who's about that life again this was highly coordinated highly coordinated it wasn't just random dudes you know who think they're you know who 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 think they're 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 arnold schwarzenegger in commando this is this was this was the real deal one of the highlights was seeing somebody in pelosi's office and i think making beats i don't know if it was real but it looks like they're making beats like on her computer it looked like free loose program it was like being loaded um but it just reminds me of the martin stand up when he was like we're not gonna take it gonna take it that's what it looked like that's Mm -hmm. exactly what it looked like and you know the white people had their boston tea party that day and again best day best day of the year it was the most comedy and laughs i had all day um and i wasn't even mad i just was just like well you know because like it went look we we can have the theories and all this but it like sometimes some of that shit went Ass backwards. People got clapped back and got beat on by the very people that they were supposed to be on the same side. And mm-hmm. I posted a Spider-Man meme of like the Trump supporters, the Klan, the police, and all these people. You guys are all the same. <laughs> you guys fight over each other. So I, I have I have no sympathy for those who wanted to partake in the insurrections of 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 the the war of civil liberties and feeling like their president was unjustly removed from office. F I yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it, it's also kind of funny because it was like the amount of it was almost like for them it was like a release like yes we're finally mm-hmm. uh, you know expressing our rage and all this stuff and like I know a couple of folks they were just like yeah I'm surprised this shit didn't happen sooner I mean after that Michigan joint where they arrested those dudes that were gonna um, kidnap the Michigan governor because they couldn't get a haircut or some shit mm-hmm. lockdown <laughs> I was just like we're at, we're at that point where like these dudes these people like legit feel they're being oppressed, which is, which is amazing. And like fascinating. <laughs> Cause and, like you listen to them and like, wow, you have a lot of passion in your voice for being white. Just, just saying like, you can go home and that's the end of it. <laughs> like, like you guys literally stormed the, the, the Capitol. They went back to the holiday Inn and just hung out and then took a flight home. <laughs> so yeah. I guess the question then comes after sort of summarizing all of this the question that rages in my brain is what do you think is going to happen next aside from the 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 very obvious this was the first step in a larger campaign we we're 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 recording this on friday night january 15th 
promise you tomorrow or Sunday or by between now and inauguration, something else dumb will happen. I don't know if it's going to be on the scale of 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 what happened last week at the Capitol building, but they're going to try to follow up on this. So that aside, because it's going to happen, people will be arrested. It will be something dumb in all likelihood. Hope God willing. It's not anything wild, but to my question, what do you think is going to happen after all of this? What do you think the repercussions will be? How do you think this will reshape the landscape of America going forward? We'll put it like this. Um, this isn't the first time the Capitol building has been stormed. You know, if you do your history, well, yeah, you know, the Black Panthers took the state in 1967, ah, and true, the gun true, laws true. changed, right? It even yep. caused the NRA and Ronald Reagan to back a gun control bill authored by a Republican. It's just food for thought. Now, I was uh, reading, uh, listening to a video of uh, Kwame Ture talking about, you know, nothing's going to change if it's just us, black people. But when the white people start, like, ruffling feathers, then you might see, oh, we might see something different. We don't know what that is, but usually when both opposite uh, both parties from the from opposite sides go against an entity such as the government maybe something will change to whose benefit i don't know but like i said we can recall in history and and look at the irony of when the black panthers stormed the capitol and you were could carry arms like that and black lives matter blah 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 go down the line to what we just saw recently now to some credit you do see these people are getting arrested. <laughs> they're on the no-fly list. I think that's a f- funny, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, they were, they were yeah. coming up to bring their technology into a government building and uh, get caught. You know, if you're going to do some dirt, leave all the things that could tie you to your identity at home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, and but, even like that, that, with, even the with that, though, they don't that. think they're doing dirt. They think they are, they, they think they're right. patriots. They, 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 exactly. They think in their minds, they are patriots liberating, uh, liberating the country from tyranny. So that's why we have, sorry, go ahead. Keep going. No. So, so yeah, the, they're, they're, they're documenting all of this because they don't feel like they're doing anything wrong. So there's no dirt being done in their minds. And and yeah. that's the point where I, I want our listener. Well, personally, I want our listeners to understand this is not privilege. This is white power, white supremacy that we're mm. describing. It basically goes to show you that colonial, colonialism never ended, and imperialism is a, basically a bipartisan of white domination. They go in there thinking that nothing's going to happen to them. Privilege discourse mystifies. It does not explain. Or gives you an explanation, but is rather used as a catch-all to prevent any sort of deeper discussion in the white supremacy as the backbone of our nation. You saw it on clear display a few days ago. These white people stormed the Capitol without giving a second thought to the repercussions that can happen. So, yeah, and also too, I think um, the the fact that I think what's gonna what's interesting to me for just in general, I think is one. You know, true. They've they arrested I think like seventy people. There's like 170 cases open, which is kind of weird because there's literally like two thousand people that actually entered the building, in which every single one of those people technically within the law should be arrested. Like they should have just basically been arresting every person that stepped in the building at, at the uh, sure, technically. Basically. But yeah, but you know, 
But that's the part that's fascinating to me where it's like they are doing these like, you know, basically, if you were in a viral photo or a video, you've been arrested. But like to me, I mean, there was a good part, a good video with um, I shouldn't even say good, but there's a video with them in the rotunda and there's about 20 you know officers there and there's about 30 to 50 um, other like quote unquote rioters and like every one of those dudes should be arrested, like every single one. And I'm laughing because I'm like, wow, like the white power stuff is so insidious that they sat there and were like, let me chill and just yell at them and tell them to push back as opposed to just arresting all of them. And the, um, there was a good interview with the police officer that was, um, I think he was, uh, oh, he was, he was like kind of pushing back. I think they, they pulled a shield off or something like that. And he was just like, yeah, you know, um, I was, you know, confronting the the rioters. I was pushing them back, and I was like, I was gonna use my gun, but they had guns too. And I realized if I used my gun, then everyone would start shooting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? So hmm. you were you you just stated prior to that statement that you thought you were going to die, but you still didn't pull your gun when you had other people in front of you that were threatening your life. You know, spitting mace had their own guns. Yet, as as we all, you know, we're black people. We've been saying this over and over again. You know, homie with the freaking snap on his hand or starburst or freaking cell phone is already an intimate threat. So it goes back to that white power aspect of it, where like they don't see white people rioting or even being aggressive as an actual threat. And then when they actually mm-hmm. are a threat, they're like, oh, oh wow, you're a threat. Well, this is weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, it was like I said, man, it was super, super. And then it, for me, it was even more with um, like, you know, my, my, my girl's dad, he's a big Trump dude. He voted for him, phone banked and all that. And so uh, unfortunately I haven't, I haven't been able to talk to him since he's supposed to come over, but he ended up not coming over. But I was curious about everyone else because, you know, cool. You know, there people are trying to say, Oh, you know, these are the fringe folks, but I'm like, yo, you guys are all kind of lumped together. Like you guys lump all the black people together. So I'm like, how do you even justify, you know, any of this? And a lot of it was just like, you know, well, they have justifiable anger because they feel like the, the election was stolen. I was like, fuck your feelings. Like, what that got to do with anything? <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's like I say it's it's an interesting and I was laughing because my a uh, couple of my friends, they teach high school. They're talking to their kids, sophomore or juniors. And so they're in California. So. And they're young. And so they're kind of like, yeah, it was weird to see that because they didn't feel they don't feel that kind of anger in their you know California suburbs, like more liberal or it's multicultural, that situation. And so my friend as a teacher was like, yeah, but, you know, in other country, other parts of the country and other states, it's completely different mentality. So that kind of showed you a small piece of that mentality. And so they had this whole kind of roundtable discussion about it, which I thought was like super interesting. But um yeah, it was weird because on one point for black people, we felt vindicated, like, see? <laughs> and then mm-hmm. the other thing, we're like, ain't nothing going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So you don't yeah, see you, any, you, conf- I mean, any major consequences or any changes coming in, 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 you the, know, post, in the post-insurrection world? Honestly, I if, if something happens on that level from now until inauguration... Maybe, but I think in the big grand scheme of things, I think there'll be a little bit more like over the last two to three years, white terrorist groups, yada, 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 have been getting, you know, they're starting to at least like put them on a, a hey, these people are in or um, of note. Insurgents. Yeah, yeah, insurgents. So I'm really curious to see, you know, all these militia, because like, I don't, you know, in the last four years, militia groups have exploded. Like they're like yes. tripled in size or something like that and like all over the United States. And so, you know, 
And when my one of my former military homies was telling me, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like all those militia groups, like the top brass are all former military, uh, current police officers, all that. So he was like, that's why he wasn't surprised by how they were moving in the Capitol. So I think it's going to be interesting because now the government has to really put their money where their mouth is in terms of like saying, are these really white terrorists slash insurgents or is it just like, you know, a few bad actors, quote unquote. So I'm curious, like if, if the inauguration goes off with a hitch, I don't really see much change happening. If something happens during the inauguration, whether it's a skirmish, whether it's something like that, because the 50 States all over the place are supposed to be having certain things. Like I think, I don't think the inauguration is going to happen, but I think at other state capitals around the country, stuff could happen. And then I can see it, if that happens, like, you know, pops off or whatever, then I can see like more something actually changing. But in general, I don't know, man. I'm, you know, we're as black people, we're pretty much skeptical when it comes to this type of shit. <laughs> this is true. Um, from what I read, there's, there's stuff planned for the weekend as well as inauguration day. But I mean, they they they're rolling like they, I think they pulled up with like twenty thousand National Guard for mm-hmm. for inauguration. So I don't think they're going to be dumb enough to try to try to do anything. The memorial's been shut down, like the, the everything leading up to the White House, and, and, and you can't even get within <laughs> sniffing distance of the White House. But what's interesting is also that the mayor of dc had to be on so it was it was i don't know if you guys remember or saw any of this there was this whole thing about the chain of command and whether or not they could mobilize the national guard and largely it was due to the fact that the governor pretty much saw what was he was in a meeting he says he was giving a press conference he was in a meeting and he got pulled out of the meeting because of what was going on turned on the tv looked at it for about five seconds. It was like, mobilize the National Guard. We should get the call any minute. We need to have them ready to go and we need to send them in to cross the border into into D.C. to send them in. We need to get um, police, just, you know, the usual, whatever the worst case scenario is for whatever this thing is that they have planned, there is a plan in place, but he can't send in their National Guard in the DMV area he can't send in the National Guard until he gets the word from the Secretary of Defense, I believe it is. Someone yeah, in the yeah, cabinet. It's the secretary, yeah, it's basically um it's the mayor. It's the mayor, she's a black woman. She was they she can request the National Guard, but it has to be the president, the vice president, or the secretary of defense that approves it. So right. when this shit started going down, they were like, yo, folks are storming the Capitol. And then president was like, huh? Put on silent. And then, <laughs> and then Pence was running with his with his family because Secret Service. Because and right. I didn't realize it until a couple of days later, the place with Pence was held up. Um, he was right near the crowd that was saying "Hang Pence, Hang Pence, Hang Pence," which nice. is crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, but it was it was Pence that actually approved the National Guard to come in to kind of. But that's not until what six hours later. Some so, craziness like that. Yeah. So, like I said, it's one of those things where you know. As people were talking about the, uh, like I was talking about that officer, they're saying how, like, you know, people are putting in their comments, but they're like, yeah, the office officers were letting people in. They were kind of just like, oh, these are my people. Like, oh, you can come in. That's all good. And I think that's that aspect of it, too, where it's like at the highest levels, people were like, oh, this is a bad thing. We need to do something. And then, you know, you know, the, the White House is silent. 
you know, Pence is silent because Pence is not anywhere. We could actually make a decision. And then everyone else is like literally just watching this on TV. So it was such an interesting situation where like you saw in real time where the priorities lie. And like, you know, we haven't really talked about um, freaking Trumpito and his dumbness, which we don't really need to. But it just showed like the levels of just like, oh, well, white people are storming the Capitol. That's cool. I don't think anyone's going to nothing's going to happen to that. Hey, look, when I saw them taking selfies, I thought they were about to swap jerseys at the end of the match. Basically. Seriously, 100%. 100%. Like, yo, when I saw that picture uh, of the video of one of the uh, Capitol Hill police helping a, a rioter down the stairs, like, oh, here you go, ma'am. Hold on. <laughs> Are you okay? I, 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 okay cool. To be clear, helping them down the stairs out of the building away from the scene of the crime after the crime mm-hmm. had been committed. Yep. They didn't... The, the thing is, they didn't even arrest people. They... The when people were dying, or like uh, when the woman got shot in the chest or in the neck, I think it was, and then um, there's other stuff. But like people that were in the actual Capitol, like they didn't arrest anybody. They, I think there was only maybe like two or three arrests actually within the Capitol. Other than that, they were just like, "Yo, you guys need to leave." And like they literally was like, "Oh, we got to leave now." All right, and then everyone just walked out. So in my head, I was like, "So you let two thousand people mm-hmm. roll up in your house?" to face property, mess up all this shit, and then you're like, all right, you guys need to go. And then they left, and that was it. <laughs> We're not gonna take it. <laughs> For real. And that's why it was so funny, because it was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we all know this. If it was black people, this would have been a lot of oh, dead niggas. It would have been a massacre. Yo, zip, it would have freaking arrest ties and lined them up, heads, hands behind your, t- your head, the whole nine. Nah, you so, you formalizing it way too much. <laughs> It wouldn't have even gotten that far. They would have made it to the steps. There would have, somebody would have been on some. If they made it to that that far, they would have made it to the steps and a firing line. That's what I envision in my head when I think black people pulling the same kind of crap. I don't even yeah. think the bill from Schoolhouse Rocks made it up the steps. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like seriously, you uh, got packed uh, up so, so fast. So and like. It, it, it was one of those things where you can like we were like joking about it but it's like a, even like beyond true because the you know because again you said twitter was the best because they had all the good memes but when they had that one meme where it was like uh you know the national guard during blm and it was like literally lines of them just chilling and then it showed uh then it was like you know at, on january 6th it was like uh paul blart male cop just kind of <laughs> pretty much bro. like yo man it's such a, but i think Going back to the question of you think anything's going to change, I think I think the one change that actually will be is I think a lot of the militias and all that they'll there's going to be at least a little bit more attention to them in terms of like overall. But I'm not sure if there's any like is there going to be like wholesale like shutting down like you know they destroyed the Black Panther like movement like killed all the heads jailed them that shit was done. I don't see that happening to these like white terror groups that oh, kind no. of just popping up now. Nah, I, I don't. I don't. I, yeah, like some of them, you know, <laughs> they were talking about how the FBI gave gentle warnings to some of these uh, militiamen. Like, yo, we heard there's going to be something going down on January 6th. You, yeah, you better stay home. Don't you do that. Don't you do it. You they, leave that alone. They didn't, yep, they didn't arrest them. They didn't do anything. They just like, these did a knock on. It's like, yo, we know what's going down. You should stay home. Like that kind of shit. Like, I don't see, I don't see a, a, a hardcore change in how they approach white militia groups. Like, and that's why it's interesting because now we can kind of go back to the, you know, the whole impeachment thing. And it was interesting because like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, why should you impeach them? Da, 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 da. And so in my head, I'm like, well, if the if the president of the United States incites an actual riot 
that actually storms the Capitol and puts the, the lives of the Congress in general, like there should be some type of consequences, I would hope. And the funny part to me was, I think in general was the, all the Congress people that after the shit was over and I know they cleared everyone out, they went back into session and they went back, they, they did their same talking points. Like nothing happened. Like you guys were just cowering in fear under your desk about from people that said you should do something. And now you're actually doing exactly what they asked. Like that's, insane to me like you were like you act like nothing happened they're like hey whew, that was crazy guys so anyways um i don't think the election was real i don't see we can certify this like <laughs> you should see my face right now <laughs> it was awesome and again it's just the, yo the audacity of white people never ceases to me like it's crazy like it's so it's so interesting to see it like um well those guys there are- is no god sorry well, the, well, I was talking about um, like, like in terms of politics wise, McConnell is actually worse in terms of everyone because what people don't realize is like you know he's the one that could close you know, from a procedural situation controls the flow of the Senate, what comes out to the bills, blah 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 blah. But what people don't realize is like a lot of these senators that have the powers in terms of the Congress, like they're in these very protected states and, and um, of, you know, constituents. So there really is no consequences to their actions. And so like right now you're starting to see a little bit, like, you know, people feel like um, uh, a lot of these senators are traitors. Like Lindsey Graham got um, accosted at the Ronald Reagan uh, airport. Mad Trump supporters are like yelling at him calling him a traitor and a coward and blah, blah, blah. And, um, uh, certain senators that voted to um, impeach him are getting death threats and, and all that kind of shit. But like in general, most of these senators, there's really uh, and House reps, there's really no consequences for their actions in terms of what they do. Like they do something dumb on the Hill or say something racist, like their constituents still, you know, vote them back into office because like they live in a like, you know, lily white neighborhood in Kentucky or some shit like that. So it's like it's always interesting when you see the actual politics of it compared with the the actual morality of it. Very interesting. I mean, very, very, go ahead. It, it's interesting. It's just not surprising. But uh, yeah. I mean, if anything, the surprising bit was people like Lindsey Graham coming to the floor on some. All right, white flag. Yeah, fine. Just, just, just ratify the election already, and let's get it over with. Like that to me was like, oh, now you, now you think it's too much. Now you think it's gone too far. Now, now, now it's just a little too much for you and, and you know too rich for your blood and you're ca- and you're crying you know and you're crying surrender now it takes that that's the thing yeah. that i think is the most galling less surprising more galling to me yeah and and it's all the like all the companies that are like oh no no this is you know what trump's gone too far we gotta, <laughs> we gotta pull back we gotta pull back all of our mm-mm, we can't give them nope this is not good nope, so this nope, is nope, how not- this is how far it has to go <laughs> This is how far well, it has to go before it's gone. Before they've gone too far. Well, when, 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 when all these people have their holier than thou moment and try to come full circle after um, Trump has uh, finally been outed as the person we all knew he was, we also, as uh, a people, have to still hold those people that were negligent in realizing this in hindsight accountable. Like, Amen. oh no, no, no! You don't get off as easy either. Like, yeah. you are part of the problem. Yeah. And, I, I, and I think that's that's the part that is this this next you know 
term of terms of Congress, president, all that kind of stuff. That's going to be the most interesting to me because it's not necessarily Biden's in it. And there's a Congress and like, you know, they have all the house and all that kind of stuff, but it's more about like where that's going to be. Like, say for instance, like a Bernie Sanders, you know, Bernie be talking the same Bernie shit for 40 years. He's actually now in a position of power that he can actually do something. So let's see. And, you know, he was just like, yo, I'm about to go balls to the wall and fucking just go all the way in and see what the fuck happens. And I'm, and honestly, I'm curious to see what he actually can get through and what he can't. But mm. I, uh, at least I, I at least appreciate him saying that up front. Like, no, now I actually have the power to do the shit that I've been trying to say for the last 40 years. I'm going to try to go as far as I can and then figure out what, see what happens. Um, the other aspects of it that's going to be interesting too, is, you know, again, though that, that consequence is like, yeah, you know, uh, Cruz and Holly and all those other dumbasses that were out here ye- yelling like, yeah, you know, you know in, inciting the riot and trying to make these people feel, you know, uh, uh, good about themselves. Like, is there going to be any repercussions for them? Cause like, you know, they're up for election again in two years. So we'll really see, you know, and the same thing with Biden. Biden is a, is a middle of the road, normal, boring ass white dude that's getting pulled like more and more to the left because he's in the moment of that. So I'm curious to see how far he's going to go until he, you know, goes back to his normal ass, more middle of the road, uh, milky white dude situation. So I've already done it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's going to be the reason why I say that is because he has, it's not even about him. I'm I'm more, um, I think Trump is, was the best thing to happen to the nation in terms of people understanding basic civics and politics. So now people from that, people start to started to see what's an actual law and then what's just a norm, right? So Trump is is genius in the fact that like he blew through all those norms because he was like, oh wait, that's not that's not like a, that's not a law. Pfft, I ain't following that shit. And then it'll be interesting to see now with that as the precedent, what happens now, right? So I'm curious to see where, especially with the Congress and all that, like you essentially have from January 20th they have about, I want to say 180 days to do literally whatever the fuck they want. But after that 180 days, then it turns into, oh shit, I got to get reelected. And then, you know, that, that under one like, once that, that little marker ends, that's when it goes back to reelection. And then, you know, folks will be like, Oh, you guys are being too socialist. We got to vote half them out. And then, you know, shit, the, the, the pendulum will switch. So the next 180 days from January 20th is going to be super duper interesting. Cause if they were going to, if they're going to do anything, like just doesn't matter what it is, whatever pie in the sky thing is, it would be within that little space. And if they do some shit, they could actually do some wild shit, but if they don't, then, you know, it's pretty much going to be the same for, you know, most Americans. I, I too, am very curious to see what happens to the likes of the Ted Cruz's and, and Josh Hawley's of the world who, I mean, it's obvious that they're making a play for uh, and, and hitching their wagons to that wing of the party because they're going to, they, they have plans for later on down the line. Like Matt Gates, just, you know, Matt Gates might as well just put up a white power symbol and 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 wear, and wear his Ku Klux Klan hood into the into the halls of Congress because that dude does not hide who he is and what he's about at all. He is for he is for whichever way the Republican Party is headed, no matter how crazy, no matter how right wing, no matter how wing nut it gets. And so he's clearly making a play to be a player long-term same thing for Josh Hawley. So they're not going to do anything to damage their standing. And if, and if that means hitching their wagon to some of these nut jobs that, that, that uh, attempted an, uh, a legit insurrection, 
of the U.S. government, then so be it. If that's where the party's going, that's where I'm going because that's where the money's at. Figuratively speaking, I think they're after more than just than than just dollars and cents. I think they're after power. I think they're after securing their power base and being able to do whatever their end game is, which in all likelihood is at least making a run at the big chair to try to become president. That yeah. is super yeah, obvious. Yeah, man, it's uh, they're all they're all same sides of, of the all all same uh, different, different sides, sides of the same, same coin. coin. Yeah, that, you know, do, you know, depending on your what people now are, what people are going to see now with this pendulum switching over to you know, quote unquote Biden as opposed to Trump, is now the now classism is going to be a little bit more front and center of where things go. So it'll be really, really interesting to see how that rolls when it just comes down to taxes, basic services, shit like that. So, and you know, again, we still live in a in a capitalist uh, paradigm, so that's you know, take that as you will. So there's there's really little incentive. For you know to quote unquote help your your fellow man <laughs> uh, when in in capitalism like I what was it uh someone was talking about the um the, you know minimum wage right minimum wage has been raised and blah 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 so they're like hey you know we should raise it to fifteen fifty dollars an hour fifty dollars an hour is thirty one thousand dollars a year people are like nah you, you, I don't think that's cool. <laughs> well, also they've been they've been people have been railing for trying to get the minimum wage raised to $15 an hour for about 10 to 15 years. So yep. when that was first, like when that, yeah, when that was first proposed, that was great money for back then. Now they, they're like, Oh yeah, sure. We'll totally raise it. But the cost of living has gone up by like 1200% between now and then. So it's really just raising it to where it was before, but you know, accounting for inflation, so what are you really doing? Yeah. So hopefully, like you say, <laughs> you know, the Bernie Sanders of the world who, you know, uh, I think is more uniquely positioned in hindsight, being a, a former Bernie supporter. Um, I think he's uniquely, uniquely positioned to do more and get more done uh, in, in the position that he's going to be in in the Biden administration than he ever could have been as actual president. You know, he can propose yeah. whatever he wants and, you know, he can try to get the speaker to whip votes and all this other jazz. But Bernie's kind of the guy. He's the guy who's going to be in the thick of it and the one enacting most of that stuff. So, you know, he'll be able to win votes and, you know, whatever other bluster everybody speaks, you know, in terms of the the progressive movement, the progressive arm of the Democratic Party at the end of the day. You know, he he's he's about that life and he's connected enough on the hill to be able to make some of those things happen, whether people recognize that or not. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. Let's go like I said, you know, it, it pulling back and seeing where everything lands. People are talking about Biden's uh, speeches and shit like that. Like, yo, man, he's mad boring and blah blah blah. Good. Like, yeah, that's how I love a God. Speech. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> y'all already know how I feel, man. I just hope y'all get y'all two thousand checks that y'all was promised because that fourteen hundred dollars plus the six hundred dollars is a lie. He said two thousand after the six hundred came out, so y'all supposed to get two thousand on top of that six hundred. Now they, they, they so I don't understand I mean, why like that. So it's just funny. Well, I think I think also too, you know, it to me it goes back to the even with COVID and all that shit. Like it was funny to see, you know, like our you know shout out to our homie Phil. He's out in London and he had gotten furloughed. And so in London, when they when uh, people that were unemployed and furloughed, they were given eighty percent of their former pay, 
for the duration of six months. And this is like right when COVID hit, like March. So if you're unemployed or you're furloughed, that's what you're getting. You're getting 80% of your, of your pay. Then I think after five months, they extended that to like another five months. So so here that is like almost 11 months of, you know, you're, you know, you don't have a job, but you're getting a good amount of your pay um, doing that. Where, you know, here we are in America, quote unquote, greatest company in the world. And they're like, yo, yo, take this to 100 and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll help you a little bit with your unemployment. And we'll see but, you in you know, keep it moving. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And even that 2000, like, yeah, yeah. So 2000 plus the 1200 before that's 3200 theoretically, but 3200 over what, what, nine, 10, almost 11 months where like literally every other developed nation after us, like even the top 10 have like, we're helping, you know, their, their citizens out you know monthly for X amount of time, whatever the money case would be. So it was just interesting that the, the, the colors that like, we all know this, but to see it happen in real time where it was kind of like, you know, you know, are, am I my brother's keeper in general? And America's like, eh, not really. Like, we kind of, we kind of care, but not enough to like help you. <laughs> and even that, like you said, even the, the that that monthly, you know, that check, that two thousand check, that's only going to a certain percentage of the populace. You know, mm-hmm. if you test out, like you know, my girl's a doctor, she makes X amount of money, she's not getting that. And you know, there's people that are making you know, between that 70, I think 70 and up or almost 80 K and up and they're not getting that. So it's like, it's just an interesting thing where there's easy things to hang your hat on. I was like, yo, we need to, you know, ramp up COVID production, you know, vaccine production. And we got to give people checks in their pockets and blah, blah, blah. That definitely helps people. It's not saying it doesn't, but it's such an interesting thing where it's like, you know, in America, we really, really, you know, we, that symbolism and that, like that slogan is way more important than the actual help of the, the common person. Well, also, it's not the system is not designed to 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 really do that and to really help people. And, you know, Cam, you say this all the time, you know, uh, people are not people. Americans are not geared toward helping each other. Like you, you might be in a dope position. Cam might Cam might Cam might be clearing, let's say, one hundred thousand dollars a year. So his life is relatively comfortable. Uh, I might be unemployed or I might be, you know, impoverished. And so Cam having to pay more in taxes so that I can get whatever services I need. And again, keeping in mind that this is a unique situation because outside of here in the UK, most places don't have the level of public, uh, uh, public services that it, that we have here in America, but that, that notwithstanding, you know, uh, Cam is not, you know, can in, in other countries, Cam making what he makes, he's not going to bitch about having to pay extra taxes because he knows that if the situation reverses and he needs those services, he's already paid into the system and other people are paying into the system so that he can reap those benefits. We don't operate that way. We don't think that way. Then capitalism on its own is a whole other ball of wax because just our economic system in general, it seems to be geared, you know, even more so than before. You know, we're tossing billions of dollars at at, at, at corporations, but we're balking at, at, at giving $600 a month. I mean, $600 per week to people who aren't working, who've been who, who've been legit destabilized by all of this. Nah, son. Like, and it's funny because you know my mom. My mom is very much. She's she's not a Republican by any stretch of the imagination. She's actually very, very much uh, left leaning. But as an immigrant who's come here and you know made a life for herself, 
and you know she she also is of the mind of like yo you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps if the if the as, as the opportunities are available and so six hundred dollars a week seems a little excessive to be just doling out to people who aren't going to necessarily do anything with it I, I understand. And, and so, of course, being her son, I understand where her head is at and I understand her thinking behind that. And it's just interesting to notice the dichotomy in terms of like, yeah, um, it, it, people like the cost of living isn't what it was. And so six hundred dollars on top of your unemployment isn't necessarily doing as much as you may think it does. But, you know, it's better than 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 the nothing that people were getting before or the twelve hundred dollars that people got and then nothing else after that you know that's true man it's just i'm I'm just going through some tweets and i was just looking at that one tweet Mm. on the day of the insurrection joe biden said america is so much better than what we're seeing today and i said if they (laughs) i ever heard (laughs) <laughs> Come on now, bro. You're already lying. You ain't even taking office yet. Well, like people were never seen anything like this. I'm like, really? As yeah. the as the represent as the 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 president elect, he has a, a he's got to toe the line, even if he doesn't believe that. And B, yeah, C A. Like, there's no other. There's no B to that. <laughs> he's got. Yeah, he's right. got. He, he. It'd be weird if he didn't say that. So like this, he also put out a tweet even the same day let me be clear the scenes of chaos at the capitol do not represent who we are what we are seeing is a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness this is not dissonant it's disorder it borders on sedation and it must end now no brother that's who they are that this is not nothing new (laughs) like we see this on a day-to-day basis don't come out here acting like this is a small number this is a majority of america i think and and i think that i think it's interesting to me because, like, you know, like everyone cops trying to say, like, oh, you know, no, we gotta, have, we gotta unify. You know, there's 75 million people that that you know voted for Trump that aren't racist and blah 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 yada yada yada. And it's so comedy because it, it's interesting that we're supposed to quote unquote be nice or have a uh, kind word for the person, the people that have uh, voted for or you know tolerated this type of you know th- that situation like we're over here but like yo this country's racist and they're like i mean it's not racist for everybody i mean y- you went to a good college like <laughs> I, I i legit that was one of the my, one of my brother's friend uh christian friends that's what they said they're like you know you know ian and brandon you guys you know grew up in Malpitas, california you guys went to college you know you always blah 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 and it was so funny because this guy was legit being that's for him to acknowledge that there's a, some type of a white privilege would shatter his his version of how he looks at United States in the world. And a lot of people, especially white people in America, look at United States, have a, a they don't I'm not saying they don't realize it. They realize it. And they're, they're either a actively, um, you know, like we know this be willfully ignorant. But they when you challenge that the, the, the America that they're living in is different than, than other people's, it almost it almost breaks their brain, which is comedy to me because I don't give them a passport. I'm like, no, just we just live in different Americas. We live in a certain one and you live in a different one. But for them to acknowledge that show basically acknowledges the white privilege and everything else. So it's like I think those aspects of it, it's like being a politician where you're representing everyone. And and I, I I'm more curious for me is all the black politicians. Like there was two or three black Republicans in the Congress that voted to um 
that voted to, uh, you know, to overturn the election or whatever. And I'm like, okay, you guys are from the South. And I know there is differences in terms of liberal California, liberal New York, but there's still basic morals that you're like, no, that's wrong. That kind of aspect of it. Right. So it's just like I say, it's such an interesting aspect of how people look at things and being a politician, where do you tow that line of being, you know, keeping it 100% or 100 at all times to keeping it like 65%. Because <laughs> that's 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 the real thing too. And also too, you know, being president of the United States is interesting to me because you have to represent everyone, right? So you, if you know 13% of the population is actively being discriminated against, then you got the, that 2% of Native Americans that are still alive that everyone likes to forget about. And you got the silent majority of the Asian kids that are, you know, making a killing in terms of money and everything else and um, and are now slowly but surely becoming more and more Republican conservative. So it's very interesting to ch- toe all those lines and still try to be able to, you know, lead the lead, quote unquote, the country. Um, but yeah, and like, I, di- I said, I digress. <laughs> no, you ain't digress when you teach facts, bro. <laughs> but it's just also, but it's also, it's like, no, not everyone to be in politics means you have to toe the line. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I think it's it's more sad that there's like you no, know, like I said when people talk about you know, like say for instance, you know, and whatever about uh, both Biden and Kamala, but I always look at more of the Congress, and it's really interesting to see the different motivations for it, right? So, you know, if I'm a black man in America, have gone through all this stuff that's happening to me and all that kind of stuff, and now my now I'm representing a. a if I if I was a representative of my neighborhood right now, it's mostly Latino and white. So I have to balance the racism shit that happens to me, the racism shit that happens to the Latinos here, all the white people that are all Trump supporters, and then still balance all that with their voice into the Congress. And I can so I can see how that could be kind of weird. Well, the thing that that jumps out at me, especially the bit about uh, about what you were saying with Brandon and Ian, is. I, th- I think that there's, again, that cognitive dissonance where conservatives don't like it, it. It's more than there's a belief in there's a belief in the system. There's a belief in the rightness of the system. There's a belief in in everything that the system stands for. And again, because their entire world uh, is supported by this. It's propped up by this, you know, everything that you believe is, 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 is sort of 360 degree supported by all of those things. And then for someone to, to, to have a different experience is just mind boggling. Like, how do you not, you know, and I'm sure we're all looking at each other going, how do you not see what I see? And I think there's an, un- and, and in that on the conservative side, lies in unwillingness to be able to look at the next man and realize that they have a very different experience from you because of extenuating circumstances. They don't, you know, at its core, black people look at black people look at people who operate that way. Like, yo, what is wrong with you? How do you not, how are we sitting here? How are we sitting here? What having watched me have to, uh, you know, have to be a victim of police brutality, to be a, a victim of racism, to be a, a victim of discrimination. I sit here saying it's this and you say it's that I'm the one who had the experience. You want to color it as something else. 
I don't understand how you can how you can see it any other way. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you're just upset because it's like, fam, <laughs> well, like I, I'm the one who experienced it. You don't get and I feel like that is a, a very exclusively American thing that shout out to my peoples in Canada. I feel like my friends in Montreal have gotten me out of where you have to be, you have to think a little bit more globally. You have to think a little bit more. What's the impact that this person, that, that what you're saying, you know, what, what you're saying, what you're thinking, what you're doing, what's the impact going to be on the next person? You need to think about that before you open your mouth. You need to think about that before you dismiss someone's experience. And that is something that is uniquely American. We're so isolated and inculcated into our own way of thinking and the belief that th- that this is the only world that this is the only section of the world that exists. This is the center of the universe and everything orbits around it. You know, a friend of mine went to to London with a homie of his and the first thing they did, they, they, they dropped their stuff at the hotel. They went walking around. And the first thing out of that idiot's mouth was look at all the foreigners. That is the most <laughs> American thing I've ever heard and seen in my entire life. And my boy had to smack him in the back of the head like, son, what do you like? Do you hear what you just said? <laughs> but yeah, that is but also that emblematic mean, of exactly the way the entire country thinks. And and then uh, to Cam's point, you know, Biden saying that, you know, that typical freaking, yo, this is not who we are to the commentators that were like, no, no, that this is actually who we are. This is all, all this shit. Yep. This makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Like I, I give him way more credit than than him on that point of just bringing that aspect of it up. So I think it's more, it's very interesting because for every, for every one person that is cam saying, yo, we know who we are. We've been doing this shit. This is always like this is there's literally another hundred people. They're like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is who we are. (laughs) I give them no credit because these are the same assholes that were on some, uh, when Obama got elected, we're in post-racial America. So no, they don't exactly. get, they don't, again, they get zero don't props, zero props. Yeah, no, not props. But again, this goes back to where like the there is there are way more ignorant people that would go with that statement than there are on our and like saying bitches, this is how it's always been, and that's the problem. I think in general, mm-hmm. like. And then, Part of that's ignorance, part of that's straight up naivete, but most of it is deliberate. <laughs> and I think that's that aspect. Like I was laughing when um, someone was telling me about, oh, I said, you no, know, Trump is racist, Trump supporters are racist or something. And um, and then a, a girl I know was like, yo, I voted for Trump. You think I'm a racist? I'm like, yo, what I said was, you know, not all Trump supporters are racist, but all racists are Trump supporters. So you might need to look at yourself and figure out if you're on the right side of history. <laughs> yeah, I'm not but, alone with people that voted for Trump. I'm cool. Yeah, but and, and there you go. And so it was comedy because uh what was it? Oh, there was you know, because um Parlor got um Parlor got cut, but but, but why? <laughs> so but the funniest part is one, that shit was mad unstable. Like someone copied their whole freaking database. Yeah, released released that shit on the online. But one of the dudes, one dude was like, he was like, I lost family members, I lost friends, and you mean to tell me it was all for nothing? <laughs> you know what's funny? Somebody was like, if they was like, Parlor app's not working. It was like, if you delete it and reinstall it, it would come back. No, fool. Once it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and the, another person, like, I did, I was like, <laughs> like, 
like yo or the other one what was the one um they're like oh no it was a congresswoman she was like hey you know you know they're probably gonna silence us so drop your name your email and your address and i'll put you on my list and then like uh, 600 people figure responded that with their personal information like what the fuck you guys are dummies dummies but again there are way more dummies than there are people (laughs) i think that's the part that that is talking to my girl's dad and him honestly asking me questions about my interactions with the police. It was fascinating because I'm like, you know, I'm looking at his face. Is he, is he joking? Is he just, and like, he was like legit asking certain questions. And I was like, so you don't have any concept of black people and in their interaction with police outside of watching TV or anything like that. And it was, and it kind of reminded me again that like, yeah, white people are either willfully ignorant, deliberately ignorant and, or naive or all three. Mm-hmm. And so for us, and one of my friends actually brought this up. He was like, for us as black people, we need to share these stories with white people more on our own accord, how you ever feel it. But a lot of times, because we don't tell white people these types of stories, they just assume that it doesn't exist. And that's that's them being, you know, us assuming that they are nice people, not all of nice, but like I said, some of them are deliberately racist or whatever. But I think for, you know, we don't necessarily go out and tell all of our white friends, like, oh, yeah, I got accosted by the police last night and, you know, the freaking did this to me, da, 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 blah, 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 blah. So that aspect of it is always interesting to me because, like, yeah, again, there, you know, we still live in, a, in the United States where there's way more white people than there are black people. And a lot of them don't interact with any minorities unless it's like food service or like vacation. <laughs> what I found is, you know? for what you're saying, I feel like the only time that white people get our experience is when it impacts someone they not someone they know personally it's got to be more than that it's got to be a loved one it's got to be somebody with a a a white woman with a black husband or a a a white man with a with you know with a black with a black wife or interracial relationship that has kids who are at least outward facing at least a little bit black that appear to be black and that's when they get it when their kid is the one i forget the guy's name on espn who said his son got rousted by some cops and i was like yo i can't i I feel bad for your son i don't feel bad for you because it took that it took your kid being in jeopardy and you realize and you putting together for the first time in your life having to put together the math of cops and black kid equals he might die. And that's what we walk with every single day for anybody listening to this. Black people of all stripes walk with that every single day. And it took that man's child being in jeopardy for him to, for the first time to put together cop pulling my kid aside. He's not doing anything. This might be the last time that I talk to him. And that is the thing that people need to get through their heads. Yeah. And it, but it's also that that's COVID, that's racism, mm-hmm. that's brutality, that's poverty. Like, unless it happens to you or someone one degree away from you, you're kind of just like, oh, that's just TV shit. Oh, that sucks. And that Another is the floor of America in a nutshell. Oh, that, you know, people are unemployed. Man, that's whack. You know, until it, until it happens to you specifically or one person away, yep. most people are look at it like tv mm-hmm. like I'm, my girl's going through that with a lot of the covid shit so it's uh 
it's insidious, but it happens in literally all of the aspects of it. And that's why, like Cam was saying, when you know, you hear the politicians like, oh, my God, this, this isn't who we are. And then all of us are like, what are you talking about? It's been like this for 40 years. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> plays the fool. <laughs> and, and I think what's even more is knowing all of that and then still trying to go into politics to affect change is interesting to me. Um, on those levels, like, you know, people that generally are going into politics with that, like, I want to affect change. And most, you know, a lot of them were there for the power and whatever, but there's like people that are generally like, I'm, I feel like I want to go into politics to, you know, affect change or help my community or those aspects of it, whether it's on a city level, whether it's on, you know, city council, school board or all that, like knowing all those things, people still, you know, get into politics or get into governing to figure out ways to help other folks. And then the other ones are just assholes and they just want to get power. But it, it really interesting knowing all that, especially as, especially as a minority, especially as a black person, you know, going into members of Congress, like Cori Bush and her situation, she was like, yo, these, this we're dealing with white supremacy and blah, 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 blah. And Congress actually booing her. <laughs> and then and the white, another white congressman said the same thing. Ain't nobody boo her. And the white congresswoman was like, yo, Cori Bush said the exact same that I did thing I did and she she got booed. It's like I said white supremacy is is not we should not be tolerated and no one said anything. She's like that's racism right there. And so yeah, it, it like I said, it it is really interesting that knowing all the stuff that we know and what we see and you still want to go into politics to affect change. Hey, you know, that's that's I don't think there's anything more American than that. <laughs> but we've been ranting for quite some time. About this dumbness of America. <laughs> we apologize. It's first show back is what we do. Um, but you know, we'll we'll end it up on a quasi happy note. Um, we'll do final words and guys, let's give a give me give me something positive that you're doing or you're watching or you're seeing that is actually a good thing, just so we can get end it on something light and happy. Josh, you want to go first? Uh, wow, something positive and light and happy. Um. Oof. Yo, I, 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 I got to tell you, I got to I got to reach for that. I mean, I'm alive. I'm functional. You know what I mean? Uh, family's good. And I feel like that that feels trite. You know what I mean? Like those are things that you should expect to be OK. And you don't want to take those things. And I don't say that because I take those things for granted. But I feel like, you know, there should be in, in in the middle of all that's going on. You should be able to reach for more than that. But I mean, you know, I guess when things are as batshit crazy as they become you reach for the basics so that's kind of where i land you know what i mean like uh i'm not dead (laughs) um you know uh and and i feel like you know i mean there's always light at the end of the tunnel it's just really difficult to see right this second to be 100 percent honest um but you know i am certain that there is i'm sure that it that things will improve they will get better um yeah, I'm gonna end off there. All right, Cam, what's your final words? Uh, two things. Uh, if you ever watch the movie Tenet, put on your subtitles. It's confusing <laughs> as hell. That's um, not a positive. That's actually a negative against the movie that you need to put it on. Second <laughs> uh, of all, I, I had a dream of a burrito. I had the next morning. I got a burrito. So to all my followers, follow your dreams. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's a, it's a it's a little thing, it's a little simple thing. 
Yeah, uh, as before, I mentioned uh, I had a birthday last week, and uh, sorry, <laughs> positive hey, man, hit right, Pos- positive vibes, bro. That was good. That uh, was yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, had a birthday last week. Um, I turned forty-one years young or old, middle, middle age, as I was saying, um, which is hilarious. But um, the thing that was cool was um. I write a letter to myself uh, every year for me to, for myself to read it a year later. And it's always kind of like a, a recap of like, you know, fam, friends, work, you know, that kind of situations. And it's always interesting because it kind of gives me a good gist of like where my mindset is and where my head was at that time. So I read Cam, Dear Cam 2020, 2020, which was pretty hilarious because I, you know, I didn't know any of this COVID shit was happening. Hmm. Um so, but yeah, I've been doing it now since 1998 every year, and it's always uh, refreshing. It kind of gives me a good reflection of like the whole like the year before it, kind of a gist of it, and where I want to go. And you know, I always put in like a couple things that I'm like looking forward to, or I want to do, or those things. And sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But it's something that you know, it's kind of a tradition I started back then. I've been keeping with it, and so I encourage other, everyone else to kind of find a tradition that's uniquely your your own and not like some generic tradition that everyone does like something that's just something small it doesn't have to be anything crazy but creating your own traditions is actually a really good thing to start with either you or with your fam or with your girl or with your with your partner and um yeah i encourage everybody to find a tradition they like to do once a year just do it just just for you don't gotta be for nobody else because no one else reads this shit but me and it's always always interesting and so i'll go back and read you know cam dear cam like you know 2005 or something like that just to kind of see what it was and it was always super interesting so yeah man find some traditions things are they're important also we're, we're on a grind to learn spanish finally yes i'm on my duolingo i am on streak day 37 right now so i'm gonna try to i'm i'm committed cam got me back onto it so i'm gonna be committed i'm gonna try to do my, my spanish duolingo every day so maybe so i can get just I, I, I'm trying to do it as one as consistency, but then two, um, you know, I've been wanting, I took Spanish back in high school, but I never really, really, really do it. But I definitely wanted just to kind of get my second language grind on. So I'm on it. I'm going to put you on the spot. You're talking all this trash about having done it for 30 days. You need to spit some Spanish right now. See, si, senor. See. Si. I'm going to punch you next time I see you. <laughs> That was just the weakest. Oh, I'm, I'm mad I even suggested it because I, if I'd have thought about it for a split second, I knew you were going to do that. I'd have been like, un, un poco de otro pollo, por favor. Thank un, you. Con leche. Thank you, Cam. Thank you. All I said was I want to order a chicken sandwich. Whatever, yo. It's, it's a sentence, and you knew what you were going to say before you said it, and you know, and you were able to translate it after the fact. Cam, I'm going to test you. How do you say bathroom in Spanish? Albano. Ah, there you go. How do you order a table? Mi, mi, mi novia es muy in, interesante. Thank you. There you go. Nah, no, what it is right now, um, I do know my Spanish. I just got to better. Just I want to use it more in terms of that. So, well, we'll do a little. We'll do a Spanish session every episode or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll we'll do an intro in Spanish and then go to English. I know, yo, go. that should be. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I got to like. I want to start to do my homework now. I'm like, okay. Say welcome, everybody. Uh-huh. Okay, got to do it in Spanish. That's how you say welcome. Yeah. All right, I'm going to practice. That's, you know what? Next episode, I'm doing the intro in Spanish, people. Yes. All right, next, 
<laughs> there we go. It's on, it's on, the, it's on the record. We just, you know, we got by, by the next time we do another episode, I'll be in more. So, yep. So I, I shall pledge it. Do next intro. I'm doing it in Spanish. Salute. This ought to be interesting. Right. Yes, sirs. Um, yeah, man. Other than that, tell the truth, and we out. Hey, hey. Don't storm any other cap, any other government buildings. Wear, and wear your mask. Stay in. Don't COVID. That's just suck. And wash your, <laughs> wash your hands, you nasty bastards. You're not trying to be the patriots of the first states. Then don't go to the Capitol building. <laughs> <You know? laughs>